I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, Lewis. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good, Dan. Yeah, great. Is, is there anything happening, interesting happening in your world at all? Anything? Well, I mean, I'm free. We're, uh, we're free, Dan. Um, we're day four into freedom. Um, I'm sitting here right now in the Sydney suburb of Surrey Hills and er- on, on all houses around me are parties. Uh, now, I don't know exactly how many people are there. I can't say for sure it's under 10, but it is, it's, hey. it's kicking off. Hang on a second. Is this why we're recording one hour earlier so you can go to a party at yeah, 8 o'clock? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Dad, I've been in lockdown for 109 days and so have you. If you think I'm not going out every night this week, you're an idiot. I'm dedicated to my audience, mate. I've got to get this podcast out. I'm recording my end of irrational fear on Gadigal land in the Yura Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational fear contains naughty words like Brexit. Canberra fair and section 40 a rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, experts claim that News Corp's new green campaign is just manipulating its audience. News Corp says it's all part of their gaslit recovery. And Peter Dutton cancels a morning team for LGBTIQI defence staff angering officials. We have too many events already, Dutton explained, including a brunch for African gang awareness. And New South Wales has reached Freedom Day with its residents relishing the opportunity to start spreading COVID again. It's the 15th of October and we're going to Broadway, baby. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, former Premier of New South Wales, Dan Illich, and this is the show that laughs at doing it. You're doing your own research. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. She is a woman who, in her professional life, has to deal with members of the public calling her just another clown from the ABC. But joke's on her because in her private life, she's a trained clown. It's Angela LaWapierre. Hello, Angela. Hello. What a, what a warm welcome. It's so nice to... <laughs> 
<laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> what, what, aren't you meant to honk a horn or something? What's going on? <laughs> I'm always honking the horn in my brain, and if you can't hear it, it's because you're not listening closely enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm beloved. Yeah. And here's a proud Gamilaroi man who has made dad jokes his stock and trade. I'd get him to pull my finger if I could, but he's in Wagga Wagga. It's Dane Simpson. Hey, I'm I'm an untrained clown, by the way. So you <laughs> <laughs> is that sort of like an uh, unlicensed well, surgeon, like <laughs> <laughs> much more dangerous. Mm. You don't need any accreditation to do this job, let me tell you. Um, Dane, what a great couple of years you've had. You've like, you're like skyrocketing up on the, on the comedy charts in Australia. Yeah, it, it's been crazy. Um, I'm I loving it, though. I'm loving every part of it. Uh, everybody's getting around, having a mad laugh at some of the silliness of my family, particularly my dad. Um, and also, he thinks he's a superstar now because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's in my jokes. And so he's always, he comes to my shows and he always ends it with, if you think that's funny, come and see the real thing. And he's, he's never had a show. <laughs> and he's a man for legal reasons, has nothing to do with this podcast and is merely here as a guest every week. It's Lewis Hubber. Yes, it Woo! is me, Lewis Hubber, the ghost that haunts irrational fear. <laughs> Coming up, we speak with News Corp's most progressive lieutenant, Joe Hildebrand, about just how is Rupert Murdoch saving the planet. But first, here is a message from this week's sponsor. This Sunday, it's the biggest decision in Australian climate politics history. Bigger than starting the emissions trading scheme. Bigger than axing the emissions trading scheme. Bigger than implementing the renewable energy target. Bigger than cancelling the renewable energy target. Bigger than creating the Department of Climate Change. Bigger than dismantling the Department of Climate Change. Bigger than starting a mining super profits tax. Bigger than ending a mining super profits tax. Bigger than setting a sunset date for old coal plants. Bigger than trying to use taxes to keep those old coal plants alive. Bigger than the High Court ruling that the Environment Minister has a duty of care to Australia's children. Bigger than the Environment Minister saying, fuck you, High Court, I'll kill those children if I want to. Here's three new coal mines. Much, much, much bigger. Much, much bigger than the size of the barrels that the Nats get their pork in. This Sunday, the National Party will gather to vote on whether or not to agree on... Net zero by 2050, like the rest of the fucking world. Will the National Party dare to do the bare fucking minimum for once? Or will they do whatever their mining donors want to help them stay in power for another 36 months and ruin the entire fucking planet for everyone forever? This Sunday, a decision bigger than Barnaby's sperm count. The National Party Room Showdown. A donation will buy you a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. There ain't no party like a national party because the national parties don't adopt new policies. Really looking good. forward to Sunday. Oh, what are you guys ready? Are you guys excited about Sunday? <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> As a journalist, I have been previewing this moment for the last Ten years of my career saying it was about to happen, it's about to happen, it's about to happen. So I'm really looking forward to finally being right. <laughs> this week's first, well, this week's first fear. Let's get stuck into it. We made it to Broadway, baby. Yes, Woo! our billboards are going to Times Square. Um, now, t- two weeks, folks, is a long time in podcasting. Last week we had a special edition of the podcast with Julia Zamiro. I don't think two weeks ago we were actually going to go to Broadway. Lewis, can you remember whether what was happening two weeks ago? I don't think we were actually were talking about this. Uh, absolutely not. I-, I couldn't even dream of going to Kmart on Broadway Shopping Centre. I we were so far away. <laughs> from uh, from Broadway, and because well, you and I talked about it after the podcast yeah. two weeks ago, we were like, we should get on Times Square. And then you sent me a message like, <laughs> to me and say to me, like, 
we get we, we'll never be able to afford that. And I don't quite know how you have. Well, it's been amazing because we have eighteen hundred people chip in so much money. Now we've got about one hundred fifty thousand in the Indiegogo. Uh, and what's incredible is I I reached out to a contact from mine at Fusion when I used to work in America, and I said, "Do you guys know anyone? Uh, do you know anyone that buys ad space in in Times Square?" And she he sent me back his contact. And this woman has done the most incredible deal. Guess how much it costs for an hour on the biggest billboard in Times Square. Anyone? Or well, uh, uh, a grand. A grand. <laughs> a grand? No, no, not a grand. That's a real, a that's real no. Wagga Wagga prices. I love that. It is, Rosa, like, you know, if it was me, I'd be handing out flyers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm still stuck in that age. That's, that's Wagga Wagga in me, brah. I, I, don't, I don't know. How much does it cost to advertise on um, Daryl Maguire's clay shooting facility in Wagga? <laughs> yeah, that's Russ. I, I I bought my house for like a shilling. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy prices here in Wagga Wagga. <laughs> a shilling. That is great. What is that in metric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've got to do the math in my head. You know when you're watching Squid Game and you need to do the math in your head yes. as to how much the money they're making? Yeah. On, on Squid Game, I really appreciate that when you type into Google how much is, it yeah. automatically fills 25 million won in, in Australian dollars. Like it's like, oh, yeah, Google knows. These questions are coming. Yeah. Um, so it costs, it costs um, uh, for an hour, $100,000. Um, so I couldn't afford an hour. Also, I'm like financing this out of my own tax money that I have saved and my own house deposit. So I'm hoping, I'm just hoping the Indiegogo arrives in three weeks' time. <laughs> so um, it's um, uh, what we've done is we've bought ten minutes of of screen time. That on, doesn't make in, sense. In Times Square. How did you like? You can't go into a supermarket and go, "Nah, I just want one slice of bread." Like you can't. <laughs> how do you? How did you do ten minutes? This is crazy. No, no, it's exactly like that, Dane. Because um, time on advertising is like a fruit shop. The longer it like sits on the shelf, it starts to go off. So the prices go down and down and down. And if you book like pretty, if you want like a spot tomorrow, it's cheaper than is if you book like three months in advance. Here's here's what you don't know: is uh, my show Didgeridoozy flashed up for one second. Um, um, it, it, and that cost me a thousand dollars. It cost me a house. It cost me a Wagga Wagga house. Oh my! God. But you were selling a and lot just, of tickets in New York. How many shillings is that? Yeah, I feel like Dan. Once you've run down the piggy bank a bit, you could move into subliminal advertising and just move into flashes. Uh, I should have I should have done that. I should have done that. Anyway, we've been getting some great um, press from all around the world. Um, I was in the Daily Mail this week, but my oh, favourite so is from... I, I know, yeah, I know. You said it, I've been getting it, great press and then you went on to say uh, the Daily Mail, which is opposite because... <laughs> Well, I was so excited because in the in the title for the Daily Mail, they actually used my name. They said Dan Illick did this. Usually, they just say some bloke did this. So, <laughs> like, I've gone up. I've like gone up a level. You also got promoted to being controversial comedian. I noticed in the <laughs> oh. Daily Mail article. Oh. There's nothing more controversial than buying out out of home a media space. That is that is very controversial. You know, no one's doing billboards anymore. Yeah. My favorite bit of press though came from um, Pod Save the World. We're on Pod Save the World this week. Oh. I'll play the clip and, uh, yes, that's right, Obama's White House, um, uh, Ben Rhodes and I, we're extremely good friends, um, as you can tell by the way he pronounces my name. I got this buddy in Australia, this guy named Dan Eilick, um, uh, and forgive me, Dan, if I, if I just butchered your last name, but um, Dan's a hilarious guy and he hosts a podcast there called Rational Fear. What do we got? So he reached out to me after one of our Australia segments. Oh, no. He's the guy 
that put the plaque near the McDonald's where Scott Morrison, the prime minister, was alleged to have, you know, shat himself. Shat his pants, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he said the latest thing that, that, that a bunch of Australians have done, and I think there's overlapping circles with Australian worldos, is they started like this kind of crowdfunded effort to just take out billboards in like places like Times Square, just like whacking Scott Morrison for his climate record. Oh, I like that. Um, ahead of Glasgow. Um, and, and, you know, just internationally pressuring the guy. So it's a, it, like the, this has evolved from the plaque at the McDonald's to like a billboard in Times Square. Wait, so it's a good through line. You wait, know? so what's your buddy's name again? Dan Eilich. Okay, yeah. Dan. <laughs> we're doing this in real time. We're building the coalition <laughs> yeah, yeah. of left-wing democratic forces. This is, this is, yeah, this is forces. a very pot state of the world view of the world. I, I, I would I like be it. thrilled to yeah. work with him to <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. with Scott, Scott Morrison, Morrison. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or Murdoch. Yeah. Or I don't any, any British listeners want to want to have some fun with Boris Johnson. I, so yeah, you know, uh, my name is Dan Eilich. It's good to be uh, running the show today. You should yeah, roll with really. that from now on. I think it's mm, I, yeah. it's probably better actually. Yeah, it's, it could have been um, worse. It could have been Eilich Dan. So you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, when I used to do can of Lewis and I used to work on can of worms, and when we did that, Dicko used to call me Danny Lick, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit strange. So uh, anyway, so tonight, uh, well, actually, the billboards are going to be coming out actually before this publishes. So yeah. for folks on the stream, you're about to see the world exclusive of what the billboard in Times Square looks like. So are you guys ready to Ooh. see this with us? Yeah, great. All right, here we go. So what we've got is we've got our uh, a classic Australia net zero by 2300. Um, this has got a, a bouncing kangaroo with flames on fire. It's incredible animation. Um, that's going to be take up a whole city block in New York City. Uh, we've also got a great Australian government against humanity <laughs> ad, uh, which is great, uh, including a two, two flop. This is... During a deadly pandemic, former commission to fix the problem by building a gas pipeline. And then the next flop says, as carbon emissions reach 416 parts per million, the most urgent thing to do is approve four new coal mines in one month. On one of the corner billboards, we've got a ad for a fake Comic-Con, but instead of Comic-Con, we've gone with uh, Colicon. Uh, special guest, Matt Canavan, winner of Best Coal Cosplay 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side, we've got uh, a missing persons ad um, of Scott oh. Morrison. Last seen doing nothing, answers to ScoMo and the coal lobby. <laughs> Uh, the Chaser have have offered a billboard as well. They sent me some artwork, uh, which is this one. Colophile Dundee uh, goes to Glasgow. <laughs> and you may have seen uh, you may have seen this floating around. People have been tagging him in it, tagging me in it all week. It is this ad from Sean Marsh. Visit Australia. We're rich in sunshine, wind, and climate denial, which is great. So there you go. That's um. That's what's um. That's what's really? coming down the line wow. for the the biggest billboard in New York City. Oh, that's fantastic. You need to just that's... film it for the ten minutes and then put it on loop on YouTube so it looked like it was for an hour. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's going to be a three minute twenty loop. People will be able to see it three times. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the second fear: ICAC versus IBAC. Uh, and sh- what are some of the greatest hits of ICAC? <laughs> oh, there's too many to mention. This is the thing. They've been very effective over the years. Um, so in case anyone at all ever missed it, which just seems so distinctly unlikely, but here we go. 
Um, so Gladys Berejiklian, of course, had to resign earlier this month. Um, and that was because we found out she was being investigated over the famed clay pigeon target uh, establishment in Wagga Wagga, Dane Simpson represent. And, yeah, <laughs> so, so now that association's there forever now. I'm so sorry, Dane. No, it's, it's actually well known that if you date anyone from Wagga Wagga, we will take you down with us. We do not <laughs> go down. <laughs> yeah. if, if we are ever in trouble, we are like, you're coming, you're coming. This flame, this ball of flames is now bigger with you people. It's brilliant. Dane, <laughs> sorry, Ange, Dan, Dane, have you been to the Wagga Wagga uh, Clay Pigeon Centre? What's it like? No, no, I've never been. It's just for international high rollers. I hear it was really expensive. It's really, yeah. it's, it's it's really well fitted out. There's like, there's a little fountain. Like, it's nice. <laughs> you should go. You also, you introduced me as an Aboriginal man. What do you think I'm going to be welcome <laughs> at this clay pigeon place? If anything, it's dangerous for me to go. Like, the, <laughs> they might mistake the clay pigeon for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, yeah. steering clear of this place. Isn't that what Wagga Wagga means? Place of many pigeons? <laughs> it is. It is a uh, place of many crows. Is uh, what they sort of have been building their foundations on in Wagga Wagga for such a long time now. But one of the uh, one of the elders from this way, Uncle Stan Grant uh, Senior, which is obviously Stan Grant's dad, um, has been talking about this for so long that Wagga Wagga means place of many dance or, or to dance. Uh, intoxicatedly with the spirits, um, which is so, so cool. Um, but what I find funny is that he put this out there. Like they, they were doing news stories, and this is only recent in the past like three or four years. And somebody in the comments on the newspaper actually wrote, you can't just come in and change mm. tradition. And I'm <laughs> it's blowing my mind. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you for that correction. I've been, I've been, um, I've been shooting my mouth off about place for many crows for for a long time. I've been wrong for a long time. So apologies to all the people. Oh, it's, now it, everyone has, even on the Wagga City Council's like uh, boards, memos, and stuff. It's got like a little crow. That's the logo. So it's it's a uh, it's something that's deep embedded in the Wagga Wagga culture. So it's it's only just recently that uh, Uncle Stan Grant's been well, Uncle Stan Grant's been talking about it for a while. But it's only been adopted and, and starting to change in the last couple of years, which is well. Here's yeah. hoping it comes up at ICAC. So there is a. <laughs> I really think that that would be well. Here's my thing. Okay, so I have reached the conclusion that no one gives a shit about these <laughs> corruption allegations. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am yet to find anyone who truly gives, like, an emotional shit. I'm not talking about, like, a little bit like, oh, it's, oh, you know, the story about the resignation or, like, getting to, like, re-talk about Gladys and Daryl, which, you know, is wonderful fodder for FM radio. You know, I'm talking about actually caring about alleged corruption no one minds. The main headline here, so here we go. It's going to blow you away. It's beautiful. A former Victorian Labor Party electorate officer has told a corruption hearing he was ordered to buy thousands of dollars worth of stamps with taxpayer money. <laughs> stamps. And we wonder why it's not getting people hot under the collar. Like stamps, like what, what, I can't even think of what, like maybe pet rocks, but at least that would be kooky. Like what if it was $1,400 worth of firecrackers, then maybe we could, 
Like I think they've got a they've well, got fourteen hundred dollars a- worth of sex workers yes. would have been the sexier headline here. Yeah, this is this. I mean, that's that's classic Labor Party fare though. That's very different. Literally anything but stamps. Like corruption has become less sexy. Alleged corruption has become less sexy. Let me be clear. <laughs> well, folks, ICAC is so boring. Like, what would make it more fun? What would make ICAC more fun, Dane? I. I d- you know what it is? I, I I call it, and this is sort of describes uh, the difference between ICAC and the IBAC is uh, if, because the ICAC's a little bit more stronger, you know, like they, if they come after you, I cack myself, you know what I mean? That's how you remember <laughs> it. And it, and if you, uh, if it's the other one, then I back you to get out of the allegations. That's how it works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think, you know, question time itself is pretty childish. I think, like, why not extend that childishness to, like, a squid game scenario, yeah. put all the politicians in an arena with, like, a hungry, hungry hippos, yeah. you know, try, Dan, I'm try you. to. I, I think they need to take yeah. more of, like, a traditional broadcast approach to this whole thing, like, recognize that they're in a competitive media environment, bring yeah. on some drag queens to talk about the fashion crimes in the room. Like every- it's a knockout. It's a knockout for politicians. That's what we want to see. We want to oh. see them compete. We want to see them fight. Maybe like, you know, spend a couple of hours talking about pork barreling, sure, but then move on to some actual pork recipes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. some cooking. Now, uh, um, now on ICAC, it is time for the physical challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it, were, if, it, if it was like Ninja Warrior and at the end instead of a million dollars cash, it was a paper bag with $14,000 worth of stamps. Now I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I just don't think they've explored all the options and I think there is a way to really re-engage the Australian electorate in the important work of these anti-corruption bodies, but I just don't think they're going the right way around it. Has Gogglebox ever watched ICAC? <laughs> Irrational fear. For all of those still upset, Gladys Berejiklian has resigned. This might be the remedy for you. Life-sized cardboard cutouts of the former New South Wales Premier have been put for sale online. Apparently they are sold out. You're listening to Irrational Fear. This week's third fear. A small Sydney coffee shop was targeted by an anti-vaxxer for following the New South Wales health rules. In New South Wales, this coffee shop has received quite a swell of support. Now, the, the barista, uh, Andressa Kess, 28, was working alone in the cafe when a man arrived and started abusing her, saying, you're walking implicitly into segregation. After yelling at her, the man walked away and he said he was very powerful <laughs> and urged his visitors... Uh, urged his viewers not to visit the cafe. Dane, is segregation <laughs> the new black? <laughs> like, is anti-vaxxers like the new black? Is that, that's probably it, bro. Like, that's not like, because it's so crazy that they are talking about a country that was actually segregated, you know, and it wasn't even that long ago. Like we're not even reaching into that fiery history. So 1967, obviously the referendum giving Aboriginal people uh, rights and being recognised as as real people. And it's so nuts that somebody would just go, yeah, nah, same thing. Like that's crazy <laughs> to me that the, that the and, government. And, like, all, and also like you know, being anti-vax is actually a choice. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the yeah, and the 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 you know the government's gonna I don't know go in and start like taking their kids, you know, like that's a really dark <laughs> part of our history. Yeah. Of a stolen generation happened to a race of people, and then 
just somebody who decides not to take the vaccine goes, nah, I can relate to them. Like, that's crazy to me. And I just, yeah. it absolutely blows my mind. I, I genuinely think that people really need to, like, I, and don't get me wrong, I do understand. I get that they are, they feel like they are mistreated. But to me, it's crazy that someone can just go, oh, I've made choices. And now there's consequences for my choices. Since when did mm. someone bring this in? You know, like it's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. how the world works, idiot. So, yeah. You can have too much empathy, right? You can have what, you can have too much empathy. They're like, oh, I understand what you went through. And you're like, eh, no. But like, good try on history. empathy. You're trying for empathy. Yeah, we we've did some horrible things to uh, some particularly like Aboriginal people, but uh, which which is what he's sort of like linking to, but to a lot of different cultures in Australia. So it's weird that that's the angle that he's decided to go down. I, I'd be picking a lot more lighter topic if if I was him. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, I don't know, Dane. Genocide versus getting a little needle. What are yeah. you going to put that on the scales? You know, let's weigh that up here. Yeah. Why aren't people with pimples on television more? Like that's where he should be going with it. You know, like just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that. There was that anti-vax mum who sewed the yellow stars onto her kids. Did you oh, see that? No way! Oh, no way! What? Yeah. Jesus! Like, this and is I, the heavy I, stuff. Totally. Like it's oh my God. it's so it's between yeah, the the like racial segregation um ties and then that you just like if you are ever looking for sympathy for your cause, get the fuck away from these topics. Like you are you yeah. cannot as a white person sit there and I mean, it's just it is infuriating and horrifying stuff. But I will say on a lighter note, what I because that cafe, obviously, um after the uh, anti-vaxxer had the big rant, the cafe went wild filled with positive reviews, lines around yep. the block, everyone posting videos yeah. about how they were going there. So I would just like to say if there are any anti-vaxxers who would like to have a rant about this podcast, we would welcome <laughs> it. And if you could do it in as public a place as possible, we would really appreciate it because we love a few more yeah. subscribers. Let's play, hang on a sec now. 10 News caught up with this hashtag very powerful anti-vaxxer. Let's just see how mighty he is. Here we go. Reaching boiling point, an anti-vaxxer blows off steam at an innocent barista. Hang on a sec. I, I, I know we're about to get into the heavy stuff, but let's. it's been a while since I've watched um, commercial news and full hat tip to all the puns in that first two set and, like, oh, blowing yes, off steam, right. the barista. I mean, I'm like, it's just good to be back. Good to be back on Channel 10 I totally, News. Piggyback a hand totally on a sec that. as well because I don't know that, like, innocent barista... Like, how can we know that for sure? Like, that's really... We don't know. We, I'm already on guard is all I'm saying. We need an ICAC. We need an ICAC for cafes. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I think that I'm going to hand over my medical private information of whether I'm vaccinated or not vaccinated to buy a cup of coffee. Fresh security vision revealed his face for the first time today and we tracked him down. The man who... Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> he must be kicking himself for not wearing a mask after that. <laughs> just like, oh, damn and it. Also, yeah, now they can track me down. Very powerful. He looks like he looks like Lewis Hobber's child. He kind That's of looks he looks know, like um, emaciated. Yeah. Like white supremacist me. I don't I don't like it. On his <laughs> Dom claims he's now sorry. Do you regret what you did? Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. There's a right way and a wrong way to go about disagreeing. As H- hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. This is 
this is exactly how I would apologise when I was 15. Like this is, <laughs> this is how you apologise when you're a teenager and you've been caught and you don't mean it and you're being like forced to apologise. Like it's like the child version of a court order. Like if you, it's like I am so sorry for what I did. I don't know. Maybe I'm being cynical. Emotional reaction. To what? 20 plus months of being locked away in our home for being completely healthy last time I checked. It's not the first time Dom's publicly <laughs> expressed his views. A regular ranter on live social media streams. The government ain't ever going to give us back our right Hang on a sec. together. Freely. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wearing a backwards hat. I just needed to bring that up. That's gross. Yeah. Like, come on, mate. We, if you want to be taken seriously, don't do the poochie. You know what I mean? From the Simpsons. That just doesn't. <laughs> no one respects that dude at all. Also, given that this week um, the government has given back the right to gather, this is, this is aged poorly. I don't know that he's, like, super concerned about accuracy, right? Like, mm. is accuracy one of his core values? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, neither are we. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But this has been brewing for some time, having time. Oh, uh, stop. Hang on a sec. Let's just take note. He did say brewing. Brewing. Still, still pretty good stuff. <laughs> They're threading them all the way through. It never stops for Channel 10. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very convicted today to do the right thing and send a heartfelt apology to the community and to other baristas that may have come into tracks with my anti-vax sentiment. Though the feeling's Hang not- on a sec. I love and I am going to borrow from this man the catch-all <laughs> apology, like whilst apologising to one member of a group, just tagging on every other member of that group that you ever might have maybe offended. I'd like to apologise to road workers everywhere, you know. Yeah. Beautiful, it's just a pro forma. If you've been yeah. offended by me, feel free to watch this clip back anytime. time. <laughs> <laughs> Community. Oh, a couple of branches statues, unfortunately. The whole ordeal has yes. left a bit of taste in the mouth of. Oh, bop, bop, bop. Hang on. Bit of taste. Bit of taste. Bit of taste. I heard it. I heard it. Bit of taste. You I, I feel say, like he was building to a run as well. I reckon we're about to. I reckon we're about to hear a bunch. I'm yeah. I'm frothing it. You could say. Hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we were so hopeful and so uh, looking forward to opening up, and then that happened, and it was just like devastating. But business was heaving this morning. Perhaps stirred up by some encouragement. Stirred up. Do we think stirred, stirred up? up. Yeah. It's not their best, but it counts. It's I'm, I'm waiting for a better latte than never. Is that going to come? A better <laughs> latte than never? I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. Inside state parliament. The community responded and has responded, and I encourage every member here to order a coffee from this cafe. Dom's also got some ground to make up with his family. Ground. Ground counts. Ground. Ground. <laughs> I don't know if they meant it, but I reckon it felt like a weird sentence. I reckon, I reckon ground the yeah, it was. It was. I like it. Ever the drama. But would he do it again? Let's just see what December 1 looks like for oh. us, Australia, shall we? Steve Hart. <laughs> Hang on a sec. I resent being addressed. Like I resent him yeah. like addressing the right. nation as a whole. Like the like okay Australia. Like mate, come on. Did we work out how powerful he is? And people in New South Wales named Dom have a real complex about running the state. So you know, don't. But you have to <laughs> don't say. Worry, don't. And as a radio professional, you got to respect that tease. You know what I mean? Yeah, Let's just see I what's know. happening. We'll just see where I am on December first. You're like. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm subscribing. I'll be looking, I'm yeah, down I'm, there. I'm <laughs> it's the chocolate uh, on top. Huh? 
<laughs> Will he be uh, causing any comment. more trouble? Cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've been following along with this podcast for a few, for a few years, you'll notice the trend where we mock um, the most powerful news organisation in the country whenever they fill their pages or airways with climate denial. It's kind of fun. It's like low-hanging carbon emissions. Uh, it's really easy to do. <laughs> but as this week, you might have seen front covers celebrating how Australia could be the number one in the new global economy, the new green and gold. Joining us to explain what is going on is friend of the show who once said that Greta Thunberg was the worst possible advocate for climate change, which is why he thinks he can do better himself. It's the former co-host of Studio 10 and current ravey, lefty, latte-sipping loony of Holt Street. It's the editor-at-large of the Daily Telegraph, Joe Hildebrand. Welcome, Joe. Hi, welcome. Now, can I just say, you goddamn millennials, you're just never happy, are you? You bitch and moan. You say, oh, Rupert Murdoch, he doesn't know anything about climate change. Oh, the Daily Telegraph. Oh, you're all climate deniers. And then we do this beautiful 16-page wraparound saying that climate change is real, we've got to get to net zero, here's all the ways we can do it. And then what do you do? You just bitch and moan some more and now you're picking oh, up right. Rupert Murdoch. Well, Joe, I'm Joe. glad you brought up the 16-page. I'm, I'm glad you brought I'm up the 16 page. in the back of the head. You guys are going to be fine. You can go to your small bars. You can go and, you know, go to your local park and, like, cycle around on your little fixies and pretend that you're exercising. Yeah, that's the perk, that's the perk of um, having done the right thing for two decades. <laughs> <laughs> we were just waiting for the right time. Well, you uh, missed it. It was three. It was thirty years ago. Everyone knows that nothing was... real happens until the Scots get involved. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe, Joe, don't be too funny. Otherwise, we're at the risk of humanising you. Then our podcast <laughs> will get cancelled. <laughs> um, you did mention a sixteen-page wraparound, and um, uh, I did pick up today's Daily Telegraph, and I'm really excited to see just uh, what is wrapped around it. Oh yeah, sixty months interest-free from Harvey Norman. Interestingly, though, sixty months interest-free is actually the Nationals' position on climate action, so they're, they're <laughs> not going to take any take any interest for sixty months. Um, I mean, what? Okay, what is going on here? Like, what what is truly happening here? Now, you are the the official poster boy for this whole initiative. What does it feel like to be a shill? Oh, that is just so cold. <laughs> Firstly, when you held up that front page, I thought we were going to be talking about Terrorist Talk Fest. Now, that's a story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing about News Corp. They love they love freedom of speech except when terrorists are talking. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. We are a bit funny like that. I guess, of course, old-fashioned, you know, say what, say what you want. But, you know, if you're a terrorist, well, maybe not. I was actually thinking of writing a column, you know, in defence of the Taliban. Or maybe, in, you know, I, the, the one column I always wanted to write was in defence of corruption because, you know, surely, you know, like, look at, look at, Look is the Darryl world a game to you, Joe? Is the world a game? <laughs> Look at, yeah. the do, the, world, do these people, the do people not matter to you, Joe? No, the, no. Terrorist lives matter. Hashtag. I, th- I think I think that's important, and I think the cutlery supplies at the at the the, the Wagga RSL that matters. And now now we're just talking about it flippantly, as though Daryl Joe Lewis hasn't. Wasn't Joe Joe out. hasn't. It's been it's been three minutes. Joe has not answered any questions. <laughs> so far. Sorry, Joe. What was the question? <laughs> Like we have covered more ground in this three minutes than we have covered in the podcast so far. Like we got to cutlery. I didn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like people criticise Daryl Maguire, but the cutlery at the Wagga RSL is second to none. It is genuinely yeah, world but like Joe, like so. when your boss when your boss says when your boss says to you, "Oh, Joe, can you please go to wheel out this new campaign to help News Corp greenwash its image?" Like, how do you feel about that? What do you say? Obviously, you said yes. I certainly <laughs> did say yes, and I would say we did a pretty good job. I mean, if you have a look at it, this isn't just washed. This is polished. This is shiny. This is gleaming. <laughs> You can't punch a hole in it. What what, yeah, what, I mean, what what don't people like? This is what I don't understand. So you spend 10 years whinging, say, oh, you know, News Corp needs to change its position or whatever, and then yeah. we change our position, which in fact is the position we always had, but you guys were just so disagreeable that you'd never even wow, gave us credit wow. for it. Wow. wow. That, wow. And, uh, you you and must have burnt a lot of receipts. We've spelled it all out for you. <laughs> we've spelled it all out for you. 16 pages, no ads. Not even any ad. You call it. You say we're doing it for money or doing it for ads. There's no ads in it. We do it all for you. <laughs> we put it in nice little words with lots of big pictures so you can understand everything. And then what did you, you carp? You <laughs> criticise? I mean, honestly, what's the poor fella got to do? He's sitting there in New York. I, lo- I do love this. I do love this, Joe. You've got two articles of you on 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 the double page spread in today's paper. Well, only one's got a photo though. How come you didn't put your photo on the other one? But um, here's here's one. Let me just read it. Let me just read out one headline here. Solar costly costly exercise <laughs> says Gina Reinhardt. Gina Reinhardt says the most the cheapest possible power in the world is a costly exercise. And this is the opening paragraph, Joe, in your pro in the pro climate change article you've got here. Uh, Australia's richest woman woman Gina Reinhardt is warning that rushing to reduce greenhouse gas emissions without proper costings could imperil fam uh, family farmers and cost taxpayers billions in subsidies. Uh, there's no there's no mention in this article about the billions of subsidies that Gina Reinhardt gets. Hey, well, f- firstly, um, that article was <laughs> written by our far-right national environment reporter, David Mills, so I, I can't account right. for him. But if, you look, okay, at, yeah, if yeah. you look for his work in the Adelaide Advertiser, you will see this guy is a raving like He makes Andrew Bolt looks lo- look like Tim Flannery. It's, it's, it's disgusting and I'm trying to distance myself from him as we speak. Well, you haven't distanced himself very well because you're, you're both of your articles are on either side of his article. Like that's you got to talk. You got to talk to your layout person. Joe. I know it's difficult for people to get their their heads around, but my article is the one underneath my name and the giant picture of my head. That's how we <laughs> we, we differentiate them. And um, and also yep. we're yep. not we're not. I'm, I'm not sure we're meant to be pro climate change. I think. I, th- I think you mean pro action on climate change, but in fact, we're not even that because we're fair we mean pro and climate balanced. action, <laughs> fair and balanced. Yes, fair and balanced, like like our friends at Fox News. Um, so, tell us why is this position rolling out, Joe? Why, why is why now, a few months out from a federal election, is this position in News Corp, the most powerful newspaper company in Australia, rolling out right now? Why? Because you asked us to. You asked. We deliver. <laughs> You keep going on about it, and then we give it to you, and then you're you still taking, not happy. Are you taking like other requests? In gold member. Yeah. Are, you, like, <laughs> are you taking other requests now that you're doing things because other people in Australia ask you to? Is that like a... Joe's a wedding DJ a now. I'm basically, I'm basically a walking GoFundMe page. <laughs> cool. Uh, so what kind of priority, Joe, what kind of priority is this new campaign? Is, is your zero emissions campaign? Like what, what kind of priority is News Corp taking with it? It was a 16-page wraparound on Monday's newspaper. How much more priority do you want? 
Wow, wow, that's amazing. 16 pages. We had 16 to pay pages for it out of our own pocket. There weren't even any ads on it because we knew you guys oh. would arc up about that too. Even though you oh spent the you, you, you got your little get-ups and your sleeping giants and your mad effing witches saying, oh, withdrawal advertising until they realise that the only way to get money is to embrace action on climate change. And then we embrace action on climate change and you say, oh, they're only doing it for the money. Joe, Joe, so we didn't Joe, get Joe. Money. Joe, 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 we're not attacking you personally, but what? what I have a bit. Why are you doing this? Why, why, <laughs> why are you doing this, Joe? Like, why, like, what, like what, when, when they came to you and said, could you be the face of this, what did you say? <laughs> I said, uh, I said, sorry, come again? You went, wait, has Rick signed up on this? Now, sorry, uh, what? Oh, oh, I, yeah, and I said, yep, yeah. Is I that, could, what, I is that, that what Papa wants? Is that what Papa really wants? <laughs> This is this is like it's so strange. Like for years, Murdoch papers have done irreparable damage to uh, climate action in Australia. No, they haven't. We use water-based ink. <laughs> going against all the policies that successive Australian governments have put in, championing for dismantling those policies. Uh, and then you think 16 pages will do the trick? Do you think 16 pages will save the world? Well, uh, I, would, I would argue with a few of those uh, heroic assumptions. Um, the, okay. the Murdoch okay. papers overwhelmingly endorsed uh, Kevin Rudd in 2007. He doesn't seem to remember that these days. I'll give as much credit for it, but certainly sure. the Daily Telegraph and the Australian uh, firmly endorsed his prime ministership in the lead up to the election, as all newspapers uh, do when they editorialise in favour of one candidate or another, one party or another. Uh-huh. Um, so that certainly happened. And then um, when the Kevin Rudd was rolled by the Greens, uh, when, when the Greens actually were the ones who knifed his emissions uh, trading scheme uh, in the Senate. Alone? Did they just do that by themselves? That wasn't that wasn't the right of um, that wasn't the right of the Labor Party. They just who did that were, for the minority position. I'm I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. So uh, so firstly, the right of the Liberal Party. Not Can I just say here. it's so nice you to have you on the Joe, side Joe, of climate change, Joe? It's such an absolute pleasure. Joe, 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 the right Do you need some floaties, Joe, because you're drowning? That's what I want to ask you. <laughs> is this going to be right across the News Corp empire? Is is all of News Corp going to embrace this, this whole move to net zero emissions? I, I, I do not their, know because we are a free and independently spirited organisation which values editorial freedom. And so... Yeah, which is... You which nailed is that you delivery, this, by the way, which is You nailed that delivery. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This, is, yeah. I mean, this might get played, this like, get played in the news court. I feel like I'm yeah, watching wait, Johnny Depp um, with Barnaby Joyce just off camera. Just <laughs> let me check my notes. We are a free and impartial organisation. No, this, this is something that um, all the... This is something all the Metro editors, um, so the, the editors of the major Metro dailies, Decided upon in a an editorial board meeting. So it's they've not, all, it's not, they've it's all not independently a, decided to go uh, along this mission, that, which is terrific. Well, which is know, why you, you never see you, you never see the same headline on the front page of any News Corp uh, newspaper ever. You never see like all the News Corp papers all around Australia never run the same front page ever. They don't do that ever. Well, that's because they they <laughs> hadn't had one written by me before. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, hey, didn't gonna, even do the same one. They just. They're crazy. Those Queenslanders, they just go and do their own thing. It must have been written by Jeanette Young. 
Well, here is a uh, here's a great clip from Shari Markson's book launch earlier this week. Joe, love your thoughts on it. This is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about climate change. One of your one of your colleagues in America. To Sherry's point about the international scientific community beclowning itself and degrading its own moral authority, these are the same people and these are the same governments who, when COVID finally passes, will use their moral authority to impose a global warming regime on the West. And that is absolutely the plan. They say it constantly. And in order to do that, they're going to need people to believe that there is such a thing as scientific consensus and that their point of view is an expression of that consensus. And what we've learned in the past two years, and I'm trying not to use profanity on your air, but that's that's just not true. It's BS, actually. That these are yeah. political actors using the residual respect that people in the West have for science in order to get what they want politically. And once we know that, it's impossible to unknow. And so, Joe, what does your colleague mean there? What are what are scientists who are investigating climate change? What do they want to do? Do they want to run a country? Is this what he's saying? I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I'm trying. I'm busy trying to unknow that. Um, that's this week. That is this week. I don't. I don't know precisely what he's saying, but I. I don't really care. I mean, he's, he's allowed Joe. to say whatever he wants. We are, we are, Joe. we are. Joe, so Joe, we it, know you've got a, Joe, I know you've got a job and you've got a family <laughs> yes, you need I to feed. A, I mean, you know, you got a, you got a job, you got a family need to feed. And, I can express and, my you know, opinion and say whatever I like. <laughs> Tucker Carlson has a job in which he can express his opinion and say whatever he likes. Shari Marks yeah. has a job. But don't, well, don't some of those opinions need to be checked by like facts yeah. as a journalist? <laughs> Uh, well, I believe I believe the legally defensible position of an opinion is an honestly held opinion based on uh, the available facts. Of course, what, of course. What, of course. What I'm, not, I'm not questioning before, whether whether you? theoretically you could put legally any opinion in a newspaper. I'm just wondering whether or not you should put all opinions in all newspapers. Also, Joe, that, we're that would, Joe, be, that would require Joe, a million monkeys and a million typewriters. Yeah. Joe, and, and can I? I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's understating or hyperbole to say at this point in the time in the time in the history of the world, we're at a serious real point where everybody needs to use their power to see meaningful reductions of climate emissions, of greenhouse gas emissions, and meaningful leadership to make that happen. Um, the folks that News Corp get behind do not do that. They are bad actors. Uh, why, why don't you use your power to help these folks really align? with what needs to actually be done? Well, I'm, I'm leading an editorial series that just launched with an unprecedented ad-free 16-page wrap, all of which outlined the actions that Australia can take to get to net zero and how beneficial it would be for the country. We're following that up and have followed it up with a series of multiple double-page spreads, uh, splashes across all the Metro mastheads that again reinforce all the opportunities that uh, come come to Australia by embracing net zero and tackling climate change and reducing carbon emissions. Uh, the series is ongoing. It is ongoing indefinitely. Um, our partners and contributors. It's ongoing indefinitely. I thought you said it was a limited series. I thought you're only going to do a, b- a bunch of them. When did I say it was limited? Oh, I, I must have mis- I must have mistaken I it. I thought, no, no, it's it's going it's going for it's going for no, no. It's News Corp Australia. It's not even News Limited. Um, <laughs> it's, unlimited, it's going baby. For, it's going it's going for at this stage about twenty nine years until twenty fifty. 
Um, but no, it's, it's going, it's going go, definitely. It's going right up. It's going right it. up to Glasgow throughout Glasgow. Um, we have we have contributors ranging from the Australian Conservation Foundation, the World Wildlife Fund. Um, I've got a, I've got an op-ed from Adam Bant in the the pipeline. Um, one from what? Greenpeace. Yep, yep. You heard it here first. And uh, I think we're Did running up. Did you have to send for- flowers to like get any of these people to participate, <laughs> or were they just up for it? No, they are knocking our door down. They are absolutely knocking our door down. We broke Chris Bowen launching the Australia Institute's uh, report. Um, I, I mean, you know, we've got Twiggy Forest, Mark Carnegie. I don't know what sort of people you're worried about. We've got all these guys on board who are saying this. If, if you're saying if you're saying that we also should silence anyone who disagrees, well, that is something that so I think like, any, this, any writer this, or anyone who believes in freedom of expression. I couldn't help notice, Joe, that while tolerate. while this. I couldn't help notice, Joe, while, while this campaign launched, Alan Jones was hash, was in quotes in hospital. Um, is that for a reason at all? Yes, Rupert Murdoch uh, shot his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he cut his brake cables on the way home from Scotland. Like, again, I don't think I don't. I'm not sure if Alan Jones is even a, a columnist in the paper anymore. But um, but again, I don't. I I don't understand. I don't understand the logic that we that we do this we do this thing we bring out this series that outlines in full technicolor detail and saying how amazing this is the enormous but Joe, it's like, Joe, it's like it's, say, but hang on a minute you used to employ Alan Jones or that you still let this person speak. I don't really right, know right, how right, that... Right, but right, no, right. Like, don't you reckon like if you knew someone if you knew someone personally who had been wrong for their whole life and then suddenly completely changed their opinion. But you'd been sitting there going, I, Joe Hildebrand, know I'm right. And you're, why this person? And not only were they wrong, but they were telling everyone else this wrong fact. And then suddenly they just pivoted and didn't bother to go, Joe, i got to be honest, sorry I was wrong for so long. Like to just do a pivot and then a gaslight and be like, no, we always thought this. Like it's, you, you got to understand the handbrake that you put Australia on with absolutely no warning and like, not even a not even a little sorry for all of the bullshit. Like nothing. Well, I, thank you for noticing, Lewis. I have always been right, and I have <laughs> always said I've always said exactly the same sorts of things that we're saying now in this series. You can look at anything I've written, anything I've say, said on Sky or on radio. I've always Greta Thunberg is a terrible advocate for climate action. She is a terrible advocate. That's right. That's why I had to come along. Um, she, ma- she makes it. She makes it look silly and ridiculous. I mean. Jumping up and down. I mean, I don't. I don't want to join the pile on against Greta because she's a kid. But the the, the cult worship of, of grown adults who should know better, who think that this is this is going to somehow persuade Middle Australia or country and regional Australia that this is the way to get on board. That's that's madness. The way to persuade well, okay, people well, is you to know, kid, the kids become adults. Kids be, kids become adults, Joe. And uh, and she's she's nineteen. She's across the science. I've seen her talk. I've listened to her speak. She's Pretty incredible. I, I, um, I don't want to have a go at it, but I, the, the way to, the way to get people um, on board with tackling climate change and, and heading towards net zero is to tell them about the opportunities that are there and to tell them about the jobs. <laughs> is that right? And the economic yeah, well, this is, well, this, that? that could flow. <laughs> not to, not Joe, to jump you? up and down and say, "How dare you!" <laughs> well, you know, I think I think <laughs> it's honestly like copyright infringement. You're just saying what the rest of the world has been saying for so long. It's like crazy. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if the rest of the world has actually been focused. The, the rest of the world 
And if you look at a lot of the a lot of the coverage and a lot of what's been said previously, the rest of the world and, and many other media outlets have been focused more on the the catastrophic um, and the catastrophic consequences of inaction yeah. or shouldn't do what's that. Don't look at that. Don't look at what could happen well, if we don't well, do well, anything. I think if you if you want to actually persuade people and you want to get people on board, I think you offer them more carrot. And less stick. I'm just a positive guy. What can I say? More carrot and less stick. You know, like um, like a uh, like you know, like uh, a mortgage to redo your home with uh with with solar panels. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, and, and or, we're, we're, or... we're doing a lot of that. You should read the campaign. It's really good. Sorry, not a campaign. It's an, it's an editorial. Well, you know when, when Saul Griffith Saul Griffith came on the show a few months ago, Joe, and Saul's an incredible brain. When he said to me, he said, you know. News Corp are going to run this campaign. What do you think of it? I think, I said, I think that's a great thing because it actually does hit into middle Australia. It is the, the folks that do buy the Daily Telegraph to read the rugby pages only. It is an incredible um, vehicle for, for Lee. Not yeah, mate, I don't know. I don't know. The, the one with the round with the ball with the with the thing. Um, it is an incredible. It is incredible. Um, resource for folks, everyday Australians, and it is a really important vehicle and a platform to tell the truth. I just guess everyone's baffled as to why you're telling it now. Well, if you're confused, you can read Saul Griffith's plan on how households can save enormous amounts of money on their power bills in Saturday's (laughs) Daily Telegraph or your favourite News Corp paper wherever you live in Australia. Saul Griffith is a proud partner of Mission Zero. (laughs) <laughs> Joe, thank you I, so much. I, You're you've been a proud just, partner for Irrational Fear. Jane, you want to you want to jump in on this one? Just like chatting to Joe is the conversational equivalent to untangling headphones, and it's like, are we, <laughs> do we do we get there? I, think, I, I think, don't think we got there. What do you want? I'll give you everything you want. Everything you ever wanted, Dane. Everything you ever wanted I is can, right here. I can for finally you. hear that tunes, but I've got to like listen through <laughs> the knot. Into the yeah, um, beautiful. Well, Joe, thank thank you for coming on and letting us ridicule you to your face. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, you're always extremely generous. <laughs> always a pleasure. Hey, go green, guys. Um, There's no planet B. Uh, we'd love to before see we it. go. Well, that's it for our show tonight. I want to thank all of our guests tonight, Angela Lavoie-Pierre, uh, Dane Simpson, Lewis Hopper, Joe Hildebrand. What would you like to plug, Ange? Oh, God, I didn't know I was going to get the chance. Um, I've got a comedy show coming up at Sydney. It, weirdly, it's happening again. Factory Theatre, 11th, 12th, 13th of November. It's called Spiders Follow Me. Uh, <laughs> there will be no spiders in the show. I can't contractually guarantee that, but uh, it's not likely. There's going to be so many of us that probably get afraid and run away. Anyway, Factory Theatre, 11th, 12th, 13th. Spiders follow me. You can find it online. Dane Simpson, what do you want to plug? Uh, I've got my new show coming out, Didgeridoozy. Uh, I'm going to be at Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, all around. Google me. Check it out. I'm, I'm all over the telly doing all these different shows as well, so... Check it all out. It's awesome. Also, Lewis looks like YouTuber Tom Cardi, and I, oh. I just need that to be. <laughs> yeah, no. Tom, Tom and I are quite good friends, and I've grown this mustache in his honour. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, Joe Hildebrand, I'm not quite sure what you want to plug, but what would you like to plug? Oh, apparently there's this campaign that the News Corp papers are doing called Mission Zero. It sounds unreal. Is like, that a campaign or a limited I don't know if you guys series. have heard about it. But there's this thing called climate change, and apparently it's really bad, so we should do something, okay? So get on board. What? Yeah, and it, 
and it, it is, uh, and they are taking it very seriously. Um, and you can actually sign up to their email newsletter. Uh, I've actually done that myself. Um, so I went to the News Corp uh, email list, and uh, it's, it's not under the AMPM. It's not under What the Buzz. It's not under Breaking News Alert. You have to scroll all the way down. Blair Report. Go past. Uh, go past Sydney Confidential. Go past the Beat the Bookies email list. You want to skip that email list? That's not. That's one. a good one. Go too, past the, the real way. estate section. You can't sign up yet to that uh, <laughs> sports news update. Then go past the True Crime Australia uh, email list. You don't. That's not the one you want. Uh, you definitely don't want to sign up to the Divine Report. That's not the. That's not the one you want to sign up to. Go past uh, Extra Cover, a whole email all about cricket. Uh, and then at the bottom, you will see Mission Zero newsletter. That's the one. If you're interested in climate change, the greatest moral problem of our generation, you'll want to scroll all the way to the bottom of the News Corp email list to sign up to that one. So, hey, can you make scroll sure back up to Miranda you... Devine? I want to see what she had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for joining us on Rational Fear again. Uh, I always enjoy having you on. Big thanks to Road Mike's Patreon, our Patreon supporters, the Bertha Foundation. Uh, until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.